Welcome back to rcspirituality.org's podcast. I'm Father John Bartunek. want to let all of our listeners know that we're praying for all of you. We're very grateful for all the feedback we've been receiving, uh, for the support, the ongoing support for our, uh, our work during these days. We're still trying to try and be present to you, to encourage you in, in these difficult times, uh, to continue to listen for the, for the word of the Lord in your lives. And in today's podcast, we'll do that through my reading of chapter two from my book, Spring Meditations, published by Liguri Press, uh, still available as an ebook or as a print book. Chapter two is on courage. Here we go. Spring Meditations by Father John Bartunek. Chapter two, courage. The earliest signs of spring are so small. Tiny sprouts peeking through patches of muddy grass, Fragile buds on brittle branches tentatively expanding, tiny sparrows gathering to build a new nest in a winter-hardened tree. These are the courageous gestures of spring, lessons from nature that inspire us to follow their example. Courage is one of those curious words. We feel like we know what it means, but when someone asks us to define it, we discover that it's not so clear in our minds. What is courage, they say to us, and we answer, Courage is, well, it's, I mean, it's like being courageous, you know? Through the ages, philosophers have discerned courage to be one of the four cardinal virtues, the primary virtues that are like hinges upon which all the other virtues swing. Courage has to do with how we behave in the face of obstacles and difficulties. The determined pursuit of a worthy goal, even in the face of opposition and hardship, like the sprout that pops up in the first days of spring, that's the essence of courage. In English, we have a revealing counterpart to courage, discourage and discouragement. When someone gives in to discouragement, he no longer has the energy to move forward. He gives up. The worthy goal remains worthy, but out of reach. At times, when we feel the weight of discouragement, we need something to come and boost our spirits, to get us back on track, We need to be encouraged. Discouragement never comes from God. If, in his providence, he has planted a desire in our hearts, he hasn't done so to torture us. He will give us the strength, guidance, and assistance we need to overcome every obstacle and fulfill that desire. His providence tells the tiny seed when to start sprouting, the bud when to start expanding, the sparrow when to start building its nest. When he whispers something in our hearts, that whisper is enough. All we need to do is keep going, being brave in the face of difficulties. When I felt God's call to the priesthood, I ran into an obstacle from a surprising source, my dad. I was a recent college graduate with lots of career possibilities, as well as a recent convert to Catholicism. I had fallen in love with the church and felt such a clear and strong call to wed the church, which is how I understood the priesthood that I couldn't deny it. Following that call meant leaving behind a lot of other hopes and dreams, like getting married and having a family, pursuing my long treasured professional ambitions and continuing to be in control of decisions about where I would live and how I would spend my time. I felt the sting of these sacrifices, but that sting was nothing compared with the deep enthusiasm and excitement I felt towards serving God and his people as a priest. Then I told my dad, He had no religious faith at that period of his life. He couldn't understand what I was telling him. He couldn't envision how any normal person could ever be happy as a Catholic priest. 
he made his sentiments crystal clear to me. We had a fiery discussion during which he told me, as directly and vehemently as you can imagine, that he could think of no bigger waste of a life than to be a celibate priest. It was hard for me to hear. It was hard for me to argue against his affirmations that I was throwing away so many gifts and opportunities that he had worked so hard to give me. From his perspective, that was the plain truth. Without faith, how could anyone value the priesthood? He did everything he could to deter me from joining the seminary. It seemed that in choosing to follow God's call, I would have to lay on the altar even my precious friendship with my dad. He was that dead set against my choice. I really did feel like a little sprout peeking through the muddy soil in early spring, surrounded by forces more powerful than me. And yet, somehow, the conviction that God was asking this of me was stronger than my fears. Somehow, God's whisper in the heart of my heart convinced me that providence would work it out, that it was going to be okay. And it was. I entered the seminary, was ordained, and eleven years after my ordination, I was able to bring God's mercy to accompany my dad on his deathbed. Courage is a major theme in salvation history. Whenever God chooses someone for a special task, accepting the call requires an act of bravery. That bravery flows from knowing that God is faithful, that He will support us as we strive to give Him glory by living life to the full. When Moses died and Joshua had to take over leadership of God's chosen people, he was nervous. Joshua was the one who had to lead the Israelites across the Jordan to take possession of the Promised Land. The Bible records how God encouraged Joshua to take up what seemed an impossible task. Notice how many times the Lord has to repeat his encouragement, a sure sign Joshua was feeling scared, inadequate, and intimidated. The Lord said to Moses' aide, Joshua, As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and steadfast, so that you may give this people possession of the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Only be strong and steadfast, being careful to observe the entire law which Moses my servant enjoined on you. I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1, 5 through 7, and 9. Jesus said something similar to his twelve apostles during the Last Supper. As he prepared them for the horrible experience of his crucifixion and the hard work of building his church, he explained, I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. John chapter 16, verse 33. When we are truly following God's voice in our hearts, we can rest assured that no obstacle will be too big, no difficulty too hard. With the Lord at our side, we can always be courageous. These days, we need courage for everything. In some areas of the world, even going to Mass or praying to Jesus requires the courage to take your life into your hands. Many of our brothers and sisters in faith have lost their lives for nothing less. For most of us, however, courage is needed in less dramatic situations. Being faithful at home, being honest at work, being responsible to the duties of our state in life. 
these fundamental requirements of a truly human life face more and more opposition in our rapidly decaying culture. The world around us is full of pressures and influences that constantly try to deceive and weaken us. To follow God's plan for human life, to follow the Ten Commandments and the most basic laws of human nature, has now become countercultural. In such an environment, to be true to the ever-ancient and ever-new wisdom of Christ and His Church requires courage, the courage only God can give. The world will give us trouble, but we can take courage because the God who whispers in our hearts is the same God who made the soil and gave the seed its original spark of life. Making it your own. Choose one sentence from this chapter that really resonated in your heart or compose a one-sentence summary. Write it on a sticky note. Put it where you will see it throughout the week so that it encourages you to face up to the obstacles thrown at you. Take time to think about a situation in your past that required courage. Describe what you felt. Write it down to grow in self-knowledge and self-awareness. What tends to discourage you? Why? What can you do about it? Think ahead and identify a situation or encounter that you may have during the coming week where you will feel discouragement. Plan ahead to keep up your courage. What courageous decision or behavior is God whispering for you to follow right now? How have you been responding up to this point? How would you like to respond? Write down what it would take for you to say yes to the Lord, then speak to Him about it in prayer. What fears most commonly arise in your heart and mind? Where are they rooted? How do you usually cope with them? Find someone you trust, a mentor, a spiritual director, someone you know is wise, and set up a time to talk with that individual about your fears. What encourages you? Why? Where do you go to find encouragement when you need it? This week, go there at least once, even if you don't feel a strong need for encouragement. Who in your circle of influence needs encouragement? What could you do to help give it to them? Write down at least three different possibilities. Choose one of them and commit to doing it this week. Write it in your calendar to help you remember it.